Today's episode of the Bullpen Cart Podcast presented by Thunderblog Sports is brought to you by our friends at Schneckbook. What's going on, guys? It's Jordy Cannell here. Thanks for checking out this episode of the podcast. It is myself and Greg Piatelli recapping the last couple weeks in Major League Baseball. I know I did a solo pod last week, but it's been a while since we talked to Greg. Get his thoughts on what's been going on in the pennant chases, where he thinks teams are going. We do some Phillies talk. Some talk about the Cubs, Brewers, Cardinals, the NL Central race is getting crazy. Talk Nationals, talk the American League, but we really dive into a lot of what's going on. We do some stadium snacks, we do some bleacher creatures. It was a lot of fun to record. Cannot wait to hear what you guys think. As always, make sure to like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. Search the Bullpen Cart on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Podcoin, wherever you get your podcasts. Mash that subscribe button. Leave us a nice five-star review, and we will give you a shout-out. Follow us on Twitter. ThunderBLG is the handle there. Thunderblog Sports on Facebook and Instagram, just like the website. But enjoy this week's episode, guys. We cannot wait for the playoffs to start and for these races to get white hot. And here we go. Welcome to this week's episode of the Bullpen Cart Podcast presented by Thunderblogsports.com. I, of course, am the G-Man, Jordy Cannell. Joining me after a few-week hiatus is my man and yours, the legend himself, the prophet, Greg Piatelli. How are you, buddy? On behalf of all of our listeners, or your listeners, and on behalf of... Everyone here, I just want to give you some recognition and a shout out without getting your head too big. But now that football season's back and, you know, I'm busy planning my stuff and your other best friend's busy planning his stuff, you, Jordy, have persisted on and consistently done minimum one, if not two podcasts a week for two, if not three different sports. You know, I think you... uh, I thank you for all the making my rides to and from work that much better, uh, <laughs> as well as when I'm sitting in my cube. So, Jordy, great job to you. Love the energy. Love the show. And for those who are new or those who don't appreciate, I'm thanking you on behalf of all of them. Well, I appreciate so that. So for right? all those listeners, for all those listeners, you're welcome. And to you, Jordy, thank you. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. I like how you say uh... – you correct yourself from our listeners. They are ours. You are the co-host of this. But I appreciate it, man, and I'm happy to do it. I know you are uh, incredibly busy, so try to be as flexible as I possibly can, uh, which is very flexible. Couldn't be happy for you. Uh, bummed I missed your bachelor party weekend to go on a certain other co-host's bachelor party because his brothers uh, somehow planned it before yours did. Not That's not any shade towards your brothers. It's more of a shock in Matt's brothers being quick at planning something. Uh, so there's the shade thrown. But, Greg, we are in the thralls of September baseball. September 18th, as we're recording this, the Phillies are somehow still in this race. The American League is, we were just talking about it, somehow nothing has been locked up, even though the same teams have been in the conversation since mid-August. Greg, I want to check in. What have your thoughts been since the last time we spoke on September baseball and everything that's been going on around major around the major leagues? 
the sake of the podcast, Jordy, I will say um, couldn't be more shocked by the Cubs' fall from grace and the Brewers' little run here without Yelich. Um, pretty shocking there. On the other news, the Phillies and Red Sox are almost at the same exact record, and if you told either one of us, us that before the season started we would have told you that you're crazy oh yeah and minnesota has held off cleveland which i certainly got wrong so quite frankly jordy the red sox are i no words to describe how bad they are fired their gm or base sorry baseball director of president of baseball operations whatever it may be so sort of sitting without a gm right now and the whole thing uh but hey he traded away his farm system to win a world series and it worked and hopefully they uh can keep some of their good players like mookie Betts and xander bogarts etc 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 so jordy it's been a crazy crazy start to september it will be a wild finish to september with the nl central just being an absolute cluster and somehow the Nationals are still in a playoff spot and have a better percentage to make the playoffs than the Cubs and the Brewers, who are have the same record as them for the second, third, or the, for the first and second wild card spots. So maybe it's record, maybe it's this and that, um, but it's it's been a wild, wild couple of weeks here, Jordy. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, just on the Nationals, you know, their last number of games. You go to Miami this weekend. They lost today in St. Louis, but uh, you know they go down to Miami for their final series against the Marlins. Every team not named the Philadelphia Phillies in the National League East is able to take care of the Miami Marlins, so you figure that that contributes into that probability. They host the Phillies for five games next week, a couple makeup games from way back in April. Um, you would think, and we, and we can certainly talk into the, the Phillies side of it when we get to the Phillies talk, but... They have a pretty awesome starting rotation. We've talked about that throughout this year. Their offense has been pretty consistent, especially into September. You would think they'd be able to beat up on a Philly starting staff, and especially a Philly's bullpen that's been really lackluster throughout 2019. Then they close out the season against Cleveland, which if the Indians aren't playing for anything, which if the standings hold up as is, they would not be for the final three games of the season in Washington. There's no reason to think that the Nationals wouldn't be able to just take care of business against an Indians team that... That frankly disappointed a little bit. I know you and I, you just mentioned it. You and I were very high on them when they seemed like they were figuring it out after their slow start. Um, so that, that, I mean, that's my thought on Washington just coming into their, fi- the, their final set of games and certainly having eight straight to close out the season at home really gives you an advantage there. I think with the NL Central and all of those teams facing off against each other and having to beat each other up, I think that's what gives both the Cubs and Brewers. That lower percentage, um, I'll jump into their schedule in just a second, but I wanted to touch upon that with the, with the Nationals of how well they can play. And, and lest we forget, two weeks ago they went on the road to Minnesota. You think after they lose 5 nothing that they're, they're about to just completely fall apart. The wheels are going to fall off. And no, the Nationals took two out of three up there, so... I don't know. This team, every time you think that they're out of it, they had a really slow start to September as well, and and they really prove that they're not totally done. So, I don't know. It's going to be really interesting seeing how they go because there isn't a lot of room for error, but 
they're playing the right teams at the right time on their schedule to uh, bode well for them. Pop right into it then. Uh, hot team of the American League. Hot team of the American League for me then. Uh, I mean, it's probably Oakland. Um, this is a team that we've been waiting to just see them really pop, and they've done that certainly throughout September. They're 8-2 and two in their last 10 games. Uh, they're just about to eclipse Minnesota in terms of uh, the better record in the, in the American League, a team that you would think is going to hold on to host the AL wildcard game after having to go to Yankee Stadium last year. Um, this is a team, though, that, that similarly to last year, uh, gets a lot, of, a lot of runs off the long ball despite having an average batting average and an average lineup. Um, I mean, they hit, a, they hit an ass ton of home runs. Their pitching staff, though, has been awesome this year. One of the top ten in baseball. Uh, obviously, with guys like Fires throwing throwing no hitter earlier this year, you hear a lot of stories around it. But there's a number of different guys that have been pretty awesome for them. And yeah, it's tough not to go with them. The Yankees Nationals are fighting for the first team to 100. They're fighting for that pivotal home field in a if if they have to go to the ALCS or if they do go to the ALCS and face each other, I should say not have to because everybody has to go to the ALCS. But um, <laughs> Oakland is my hot team. Yeah, no, I have to agree. Um, I think we could talk about Houston and the Yankees because we haven't talked about them all year. Uh, we could talk about Cleveland because they're trying to catch up for that second wild card spot. But I think you have to talk about Oakland and how they have just propelled themselves in the last month, really, um, mm-hmm. into into the top wild card spot right now, and, and with a two game lead of that top wild card spot. So uh, I. I Great choice, Jordy, and, and you know, yet again, everyone looks points to their pitching and blah blah blah. But their offense, eight hundred eight runs scored of the season, which is right up there and ahead of virtually, or ahead of the Rays and ahead of Cleveland, both of whom they're fighting with for the final, sure, um, or for the yeah for the playoff spot. So it's been. Yes, their pitching has been good, but it's really been their offense. Whereas the Rays have really relied on their pitching, it's been the offense for Oakland. Sure. And just to emphasize that reliance on the long ball, I just did the math while you were talking. Three guys with over 30 homers, four guys with over 20 to add on to that, so seven with 20 or more total on their on their lineup. And the closest guy to 100 ribbies is Marcus Simeon at 87. They have a few guys in the in the mid-80s. Um so they, they spread the ball out in terms of who's hitting the long balls, but very long ball dependent. So that is certainly something to be aware of, especially in a wild card game where that, that could really change things. So just just a heads up there. But their pitching is, is good enough to, to be able to stave that sort of thing off. It's funny, you know, everyone there, uh, not everyone, but people were making jokes about, how, or saying, not jokes, people were saying that this is the last time the Raiders are playing on a baseball field, blah, blah, blah. Angels are, or the Athletics are going to be in the playoffs, and there's a real possibility that they make it to the second round or even host the wildcard game. So, I, I think there's more football to be played on a baseball field. So, all those who love that, and all those who uh, want to see more of it, you may just get your wish. So, looking at this, the next time the Raiders have a home game is Sunday, October sixth. They'd have to make the ALDS for the baseball stadium or for the baseball field to stay out there. Well, there was, uh, yeah, I mean, which is a real possibility because yeah. there's a very real possibility that they 
as the number one seed in the playoff game host, and then from there, yeah. But then they don't have another home game in right October, it, right? so it would be the only time we'd get to see the baseball field. There's a possibility Sunday, October sixth, Bears Raiders, which I don't know what to think of that matchup. But this isn't play that many. Game. They play that many road games. Yeah, they uh, the next two weeks they're at Minnesota. This is the Oakland Raiders. Then they're at Indy. Then they host Chicago. Then they're on their bye week. Then they're at Green Bay and at Houston to close out October. They're just going to be home for the end of the season, which is, I mean, whatever. Good for them. Anyway, um, yeah, so I really think it's. I think it's. I think they should be a strong able possibility. to hold off the Rays. I don't know about Cleveland. I know Cleveland's only is a half a game out of the wild card. I just I'm really starting not to believe in this team there in that team the Indians. Their offense has just been too shaky. I know that they've really that their their run differential is better than Tampa Bay's is, but there's been so many different stories around the Rays. A lot of you know fighting through injuries of pitchers and their pitching staff still remain solid. They're a good road team. They're a great home team. Even the Trop is a complete sh- piece of shit. Um, I don't know. I just something isn't sitting right in thinking that Cleveland's going to come back to the playoffs. Maybe they need a they need a year in timeout to think about how we're going to get back into it or try to figure out what's going on. Um, but that that's my take, and I think Oakland being this many games up with Tampa Bay and and Cleveland kind of having to fight for their lives, and but you know we'll see how that all goes. Yeah, Jordy, I I, I like that and. Especially with Cleveland having to play you said Rays, playoff contenders this could you imagine? Could you imagine a Rays Athletics playing game? Like, that's just not what the MLB wants. No, it's not. That's the... You know, like, two two teams that have no essentially no brandable, or people that they've been branding, uh, the MLB has been branding, I should say, two teams that don't have the brandable guys, two teams that you could argue are not great markets, and... With the Rays, especially whenever the Yankees or Red Sox in town, the crowd is larger for those teams than it is anyone else. So I, I talk about it all the time. Realistically, yeah. So realistically, the play-in game for the American League, if it's those two teams, it, I don't know. Without knowing numbers or anything about it, it could be one of the lowest viewed play-in games. Sure. You know, it, it, since this since this play-in game history popular, started, though. I think they're a popular team. Uh, I know th- I know that's why they're fighting to stay in Oakland rather than like the Raiders who are moving to Vegas. Um, so I think I think they get they draw a decent crowd. Or, the Ra- the, the, Ra- decent TV the Raiders crowd, are popular too. They just the Raiders are popular. They just want a new stadium, and the city's not going to pay for it. Yeah, uh, but uh, you know, that's a discussion yeah. for another time. Um, so different about, different Tampa day. Bay's paying for their state. The city's paying for their stadium, which is absurd to me. Uh, I. And then there's the whole Montreal thing, too. Um, that's right. That was the whole fix of it. I'm sorry. Wheels spinning in my head. That feels like forever ago that story came out, and I think that was in July. But any any thoughts, Yankees-Astros, before we go back to the National League and, and talk over there? I know uh, you personally don't like to give the Yankees credit, but any thoughts for them in the last week as they fight for the one, for the one seed in the AL? I mean, you have to give credit where credit is due and realistically Houston no surprise really and mm-hmm. the big surprise is the Yankees because they have had more injuries than they can speak of they've had you know virtually did it without judge for the better for the beginning part of the year they've done it without 
Giancarlo. They've done it without Severino. You know, they they really haven't they've been fighting injuries. They've been fighting whatever the whole season and their opening day lineup versus, you know, what it was supposed to be versus what it is now is drastically different. So mm-hmm. for them, I think, I think that's the bigger story. I think that, that if they can somehow squeeze out the home field advantage throughout, then it speaks to their ability to draft. It speaks to their ability to gain assets, probably all from the Miami Marlins when they traded um, who Castro was it their second baseman? Yeah, so Jeter, Castro. so Jeter basically, yeah, so Jeter basically built this young Yankees team. But you know, it's it, just like the Red Sox when it comes time to pay all these people, where the Yankees going to put money behind, and that's the big question. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what Cashman does. I, I think they'll figure it out, though. They have you mentioned it so young, and they've really figured out how to put this awesome team together. Um, yeah, with Houston, though, just to give them some credit, too, you, you said it's no surprise, and, and obviously it is not, that they have one of the best rotations in baseball that only got better picking up Granke. Uh, one of the best consistent hitting teams around baseball. Guys like Alex Bregman just having having themselves years. Michael Brantley as well. Um, and, yeah, their, their pitching staff is pretty awesome. It's going to be a lot of fun to see how the playoffs develop and seeing – if there is any sort of fight in the ALDS, depending on who ends up facing the wild card team and who then who ends up playing Minnesota, assuming Minnesota doesn't completely collapse, but it'll be extremely, it'll be interesting, especially with how Minnesota's offense has been there on an incredible clip of runs scored, especially in September. I'd almost rather see Yankees Minnesota because I feel like that's going to be more entertaining baseball and Houston would just mow through the Minnesota Twins because their pitching is just so good but I don't know I'd be fine with either I think it's going to be entertaining enough but you know I think the National League the storylines are going to be a little a little bit more different depending on how everything goes in the final two or week and a half of the regular season and then I feel like we might see tighter series in the NL side of the bracket yeah and and you could make that argument last year with with essentially the three the Houston Yankees and Red Sox and the only difference this year is the Red Sox are needed so realistically we're on a collision course for Houston and and the Yankees mm-hmm. with the odd chance that Minnesota who's been surprising everyone all year surprises everyone again you know you could argue it's how terrible the division is you could argue whatever but you know it's They've they have sold to win the games, right? That was what people that was the big complaint in the knock last year. Oh, the Red Sox Yankees won so many games. The AL East is terrible, but they still had to win them. Yeah, right? I mean, you know, to that point though, Toronto's they won sixty games. I, I wouldn't have pegged them to win that many. I, I didn't think their lineup was that good, and they've had the whole Vladimir Guerrero story surrounding the season too, which is nice to see. Baltimore is exactly where we thought they were going to be, but look at the AL Central. Kansas City's won less games than Toronto. Chicago's right there at 65 wins, and Detroit's got awful. They're the worst team in baseball, and their pitching staffs are much worse than what, sorry, the Red Sox, the Blue Jays, and even to a no, never mind. I'm not going to give the at the uh, Orioles pitching staff a compliment, but the pitching staffs, aside from Cleveland, that Minnesota's had to go out and face, are numbers wise better. So. Good on you being able to do that. 
And there are no slouches in terms of guys that can pop off at any time. Everybody, each one of those teams has a superstar that you can name off, except for now Detroit because they traded Castellanos to the Cubs. But, you know, I mean, not that the Red Sox don't, obviously, but, I mean, it was a big deal that Jonathan Villar was the one to hit the record-breaking home run from the Baltimore Orioles. I'll put it that way. No, Jordy, it's a great point. Um, <laughs> should we move I don't I mean... The Red Sox pitching is brutal. I don't, I don't know what to say. Do we should we move on to the National League hot team? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'll let you start. Um, just like with the American League, I feel like you have to go with the Milwaukee Brewers. Yes. Um, with you know the American League, the Oakland Athletics propelling themselves into the playoff spot. The Milwaukee Brewers did the exact same, um, playing unreal baseball, especially with their not arguably 100% their best player, Kristen Yelich, going out and getting injured and everyone else stepped up and look at them now, right? Nine Winners of nine of the last ten. Um, the run differential is minus 24, and they're still currently tied with the Cubs for um, second playoff spot. And... I, it's impressive. Very impressive, to say the least, what they did this week, Jordy. No, absolutely. I mean, it's also insane because they've been on the road the whole time, right? They go into St. Louis. They just lost Yelich. You think that the wind is completely out of their sails. They lose 10 nothing Friday night. And then they end up grinding out two huge wins against a Cardinals team that really has defied any expectation defied expectations you and I had. They were supposed to be good. The Cubs versus the computer had them up there potentially winning the division. But the fact that they're able to do that with the pitching staff being in such shambles all year and St. Louis's pitching staff has been one of the best in the National League. Let's not let's not get ahead of ourselves. There's not LA Dodgers level, but they're great. So the fact that they're able to go out and grind that out and now they're playing They've been playing San Diego. They're currently losing to the Padres at home, but they won the first two games, and their their lineup's really getting it going. And it's guys like Ryan Braun, who, you know, after all the crazy shit he went through at the beginning of the decade, he's still hanging around and presumably off the juice. But a lot of guys are stepping up, and it's good to see of this team. You know, Mustakas, a guy who I feel like since he went over to Milwaukee. You know, if you play fantasy baseball, you hear about him all the time, but he's not a na- he's not this name that you constantly hear talked about on MLB Network, on SportsCenter, or wherever, because Yelich has been so good and has been that huge acquisition that the Brewers have. So the fact that this team is able to step up when this guy who they had, remember the, the All-Star game? They had the Yelich, Bellinger, horse, home run, home run derby commercial. Remember that stupid thing? Like the fact that that's mm-hmm. happening and, and the rest of this team doesn't give a shit. This team is the Sandlot. They did it a year ago. They made the Sandlot parody. And they're stepping up for their boy. They're stepping up for Benny the Jet Yelich. <laughs> no, it's a great point. And, and I don't know. They they made a run when they picked up CeCe a couple, you know, however many years ago that was. That, and That was uh, maybe it's 11 the stadium, years ago, maybe... Greg. And they uh, ran him into the ground Yikes. to the point that the Flying Hawaiian... Hit a grand salami off him in the NLDS. Thank you for bringing up a grand the, memory. Well, you're welcome. Maybe the point is that this, I don't know, kind of like Oakland, and maybe this this is the thing for the Brewers now. This is their jam. They're going to make a late run. They're going to 
you know, feed off the energy of their crowd. And this is a team. Remember be that, that team. was this close from making the world series last year. If not for some crazy shit from a guy that you're not a big fan of, they probably still do make it. And they just stepped up. Oh, they made I some... can't, I can't, uh, I can't see you when you say this close. So I don't, yeah, there was an inch. Listening there was at an home. inch. Sorry, bad radio. They were an inch. I mean, not literally an inch, but they were that close to making it. And then fucking Manny Machado's spiking dudes. Remember that sh- whole shit in first base? Uh, that's the aforementioned player who's, Greg who's, hates. Who? They went to Game Seven though. Remember that? And it who's was they, the, well, he, well, he, well, Dustin Madroya still hasn't played. So and Machado ruined his career. And uh, the other guy who used to be a former Philly on the Dodgers ruined someone else's career, sliding into second. So. Whoa, it's whoa, just whoa, something whoa, about whoa, Philly whoa, scumbags. Whoa. How the fuck what is Manny Machado a Philly scumbag? Hold the phone. <clears throat> Chase Utley, at least, was sliding. He was okay. Chase Utley, thank you. Oh, oh, oh you, now you don't remember his name. You make all the always sunny jokes when he's at, when he and Mac have a catch on Chase Utley night, but you can't remember his name. He was the, the, Get out oh. of here with a Chase Utley take. Manny Machado's a thousand percent worse. How would you not 100% compare the two? Because they, the people at the time were saying Chase Utley's side was the dirtiest thing they've ever seen in baseball. Yeah, that's all them fucking Mets fans who hate Chase Utley. No. And the Mets still won the National uh, League that year. At least they got a pennant out of it. Gonna... The Red Sox, have, and they've gotten a World Series. Sorry for Pedroia. But the Brewers don't get any shit because of Manny Machado staying on the Brewers. Manny Machado doing all that bullshit last year in the NLCS. That was my point, was that they were that close to making the fucking World Series, if not for some bullshit that happened. And, and granted, Game 7 was also a crazy thing. I'm not blaming it all on Manny Machado. I'm not, you know, I'm not even a Brewers fan, but there was that stuff going around. Point being, this team is very good. They're stepping up for their boy. They're a lot of their guys can really hit for average. Their pitching staff needs to figure some shit out, which is why I'm still not buying into them. Even though their cup, their schedule comparatively to the Cubs coming out of the uh, the rest of the season is a little easier. Uh, the Cubs have to play the St. Louis Cardinals seven times, so the Cubs probably also have a really good shot of still winning the division. Four in St. Louis this weekend, and then th- or no four in, at Wrigley to close out their home schedule. Excuse me. And then they have to go onto the road. So that's something that, as a Cubs fan, you give pause to because the Cubs have been terrible on the road. Um, but you play the you playing the the team that's ahead of you seven times. This is what I was hoping for as a Phillies fan last year when they played the Bre- the Braves so many times. So I can see where the excitement comes from, the caution, all that stuff. Uh, the road woes give you pause. Brewers got to play Pittsburgh for three games at home to close out their home schedule. Four, three in Cincinnati. Cincinnati's been pretty good at home. Good pitching staff, but. Who knows how their offense is going to react to that. And then they're going to the hitter's paradise of Colorado. Uh, I like the Brewers' schedule a little more, Greg. How about you? Uh, Like you said, the Cubs get, with that immaculate home record, they get the Cardinals four times. And and I don't know. There's just something about the veterans of the Cubs that, yeah, we have a soft spot for for the Cubs because teams who uh, break curses stick together. But... There's something to be said that the Cubs could have the division record and then somehow, like, next next Saturday, it's Saturday Night Baseball in St. Louis, basically determines... Remember last year they, they had to play a, one, a game 163 to determine it? It determines whether or not the Cubs are either going to clinch 
or it's going to be to a point that they like either now have to win the final game of the season. You get what I mean? Like it's going to that Saturday game is might be the most important game in the National League to date. Yeah. In the last in in the last five years, I mean, it, it might be one of the biggest the biggest regular season NL games, just because so many different things are going to be affected by it. If you know, if things fall into the place the way that you're talking, you know, there's still sure. But I'm th- you know, I mean, with how tight the wild card race still is, I mean, the Mets are right there. The Phillies are hopefully still right there. They obviously have a ton of games, but a lot of them are on the road. Uh, but I mean, the, the, how close the wild card race is, if it, if it remains that way, because outside of those NL Central teams are really the, the Cubs and Cardinals, none of them have to play each other except for the Phillies and the Nationals. So who's not to say that the Mets are still hanging around in that weekend? Cubs, Cardinals, Brewers, Rockies is something that determines it. I mean, if the Phillies somehow are surviving, they're playing the Marlins and they suck against the Marlins. But, you know, I mean, it it could be one of the most exciting days of National League Baseball that's wrapped up by this game against probably a really good college football game. I don't know what the Week 5 slate looks like yet, but, you know, it's something where you might need to go sit down in a sports bar and, and watch five different televisions to see what the fuck's going on. And uh, Funny that you put the Mets in there, but I don't see it. I mean, the Mets are right anyway, there. They, they, are, they won today. They're still right in this thing. I mean, granted, it's it's three and a half. The Phillies are in the same the same deficit, so I can't I can't give the I can't objectively give the Phillies the positive hope that I subjectively want to, especially with the Phillies playing so many road games, and not give the Mets the credit that they absolutely deserve because they are right up there as one of the other hot teams in the NL. So you can't think that they you can't think that they aren't going to be able to do it. Their only disadvantage is that they've played so many more games than the Phillies. Trying to do the quick math. Oh no, they've played the same games as the Cubs and Brewers. So that's, I mean, that's maybe their only disadvantage. But their offense is good enough. They're consistent. Their pitching is great, and they play Cincinnati and Miami for seven straight games starting this weekend. So, I mean, they could be right there. Yeah, I hear you. Um, I, you're right. Fair shake. Fair shake. But the Mets are only there because of that crazy run they went on, and have they really been winning games since? Uh, yes, they have. They had a, a an okay start to September. Uh, they lost – actually, they won a series but then lost the finale on September 1st to the Phillies, uh, and then won a series against Washington. And then uh, it looked like the Phillies were turning things around. They won a series in New York, the Phillies did, and the Mets, it, it just kind of seemed like it might be – you know. Th- the clock might be striking midnight, but then they go out, they sweep the Arizona Diamondbacks, who were right there in the NL wild card at that point in time, and then hung around in a series against the, the Dodgers in New York before now just going out to Colorado and winning a series there. Um, so, I mean, to answer your question, they've they've won practically every series that they've played in the month of September, except for that first series against the Phillies in the uh, the. September 6th weekend. So, yeah, they've been winning some games against good opponents, too. All right. I will concede that they have been playing decent baseball. Yeah. They've However, won seven of the last 10. I mean, they're not they're not going they're not going out quietly. I'll say that. 
You're not going to go quiet into this gentle night. No, they won't. And to to wrap up their schedule, they're playing Atlanta, who probably is just going to be locked into the three seed. Maybe into the two. I mean, they're right there, actually. Uh, oh, no, into the two seed uh, because of the St. Louis-Chicago thing. Excuse me. Sorry, Atlanta. And Atlanta might just sit there, guys. So the, the, the Mets might finish the season on a very good run and have themselves right in contention for the wild card. Love your energy and passion because your team is still very much alive. Well, I'm trying to give everybody credit here. Again, I would love to see the Mets tires completely blow out just selfishly. So the Phillies are right into it. And, and you know, that this Phillies team that had so much hype around it, not fall on its face and not finish behind the New York Mets. But the Mets certainly have a much easier schedule than the Phillies do. Right. Uh, I gotta call it as, as I see it, man. I gotta be objective. I guess. <laughs> I guess. Uh, I don't know. I got you for the subjectivity and I got Matty D always fucking picking the Eagles in all of our bets every week for uh the fun v tailgate side i got i got people to do don't even get me started on how bad my picks were last week oh my gosh yeah oh and six not a uh not a good look for our boy we might need a redemption we might need a redemption where you are on live post your wedding um to to make up for it little no little november great wait i have to wait that long to get another shot at it well you don't have to i just i was I was trying to be uh, cognizant of that you're in the midst of wedding planning. The only thing I'll say is that I am not a gambler and I do not gamble. The NFL like is I, also yeah, a fucking crapshoot. If we, I pushed for doing more college games, Matt was like, "No, let's do the NFL. Let's do that. It's the most." And that's why we, if we were doing college, we'd all be fucking making money. We'd be making everybody a lot of money. That's why you got to follow me on Twitter. Get the degenerate Jordy Surefire Seven. Don't think about this past weekend. We learned our lesson. We're not trusting the Big Ten anymore. Fuck them, except for Michigan. Go Michigan, go Blue. But oh. Degenerate Jordy Surefire 7, you're going to make some money. Go, go Michigan. Yikes. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Robbie Zanino, first D1 goalie in Wolverines history. Or one of the first. Stepbrother, brother. Anyway, Jordy... We've talked about football long enough. Yes. I have to jump into Philly soccer because I have a unreal play check for your chat. No. Uh, yeah. I think I, think I know what your bleacher creature is, but uh, yeah, let's do the Philly oh, talk quick. You think you know my bleacher creature? You don't know my bleacher creature. If it's not the one I'm thinking of, I'm, I'm going to be disappointed, but. Yeah, do some Phillies talk. It's been an interesting week. The Phils hosted your Red Sox last weekend, Greg, and really fell flat on their face. Uh, the team, after a weird Friday night off, um, after splitting a series with the Braves in Philly, uh, they the Phillies really looked like shit, to put it simply, against the Red Sox. Uh, and it all culminated on Sunday, where Gabe DeBabe, Bryce Harper both got tossed out of the game. Um you know, it, it almost epitomized the, the end of this Phillies season, but they're still alive, I still believe. I still have all the hope in the world. They won last night in a crazy game in Atlanta that seemed destined for the Phillies' bullpen to blow it. They're up 4-1 right now. 
Uh, they're only able to get one more run when they had the bases loaded and no outs in the, uh, I believe it was the fourth inning. Um, or maybe it's the fifth. But still, up 4-1 right now. I believe it's now going into the eighth inning. They finish off that, se- or middle of the eighth right now, going to the bottom of the eighth. Finish up the series tomorrow afternoon in Atlanta before going to Cleveland for a pivotal, pivotal weekend series against the Indians. Uh, mentioned the five-game series next week against the Washington Nationals that, Greg, they play four straight night games, three of them in Cleveland. They have to turn around, travel to Washington after being on ESPN. Night game Monday night, followed by a doubleheader. So they're basically playing four games in three nights. Um, the Washington Nationals pitching rotation is pretty great. The Phillies has been scraping together. Some quality starts here and there. Uh, the bullpen's not, and the middle bullpen's been okay, and and the end of the bullpen's been a little better. They haven't blown any saves that maybe want to go jump off the Ben Franklin Bridge just yet. Um, but you know, Reese Hoskins is hidden again. Bryce Harper's had a great last third of the season. He had another home run tonight, so Bryce bombs all around. He's eclipsed 100 RBIs. It's one of his best RBI stolen base, and now one of his better batting average seasons. Um, in in his career, JT Romuto and the Phillies apparently are, are getting close to signing a contract extension, so I have to be happy with that, but it does stink. Corey Dickerson, who they picked up from the Pirates at the trade deadline, been one of the better hitter, hitters throughout August and the start of September. He is out for the year with a broken foot, uh, so I wish him all the best. I hope the Phillies treat him well in the offseason. I'll say that. As much as I want them to go get, go get an arm, <coughs> Garrett Cole, or a bullpen arm. I don't know who else is out there, but the, hey, Jordy, the... do you need a lozenge there? You sounded a little yeah, yeah. I'm getting a little getting a little up. cough. Uh, third and girls afraid that it might be turning into bronchitis. But um, yeah, I, to finish up my rant, it's been crazy to see how this team has gone through September with the bullpen usage that Gabe Kapler loves to use, uh, as well as guys who had been, their names had been stalwarts throughout the Phillies lineup over the last few years. Um, the depths of the the tough Phillies seasons, the Michael Francos, the Nick Williamses, who got sent down to the Iron Pigs and have now been back up in the majors. The Charlie Ball with Charlie Manuel coming back as the hitting coach in mid-August. Um, really seeming to, to relight a spark, but the, the inconsistency persisted, especially on the pitching side of it. Um I'm optimistic that they can try to get this thing done. It's going to be a very hard road to climb up. But, um, yeah, I, I I just love the Phillies, and I want to see them finish this season out strong. I'll, I'll put it that way. So, I believe it was less than, less than two weeks ago, there was talk of Bryce Harper being not living up to expectation. Whoa, who's Nito also uh, someone on this podcast who's a Phillies fan. Not when, me. When the fuck did I say that? I've been the biggest bright two less than two weeks ago, we already had the Bryce Harper walk off. They'd already lived up to the expectations there. That's why you fucking sign him. Matty D's the one that's going that's now he, saying the fucking three thirty he shouldn't be grounding on the double plays. Fuck you. Fuck you for saying that kind of stuff. <laughs> Not you. That Matt that was at Matt. I love you, Greg. You don't need to. I, I don't. Oh want man. But I love just. 
All I got, all I, all I got to do is just touch the cage with my finger, and you get rattled. Oh man, Greg, do you know the night before the Thunder Cup? Do you know what I'm doing? Because we, you and I, haven't gotten a chance to talk about it. The the Mike Scott, Wait. the Mike Scott parking lot incident with those fucking bozos. I talked about it last week, so we don't need to really dive into it. But I'm going to see. I'm going to meet Mike Scott once again at the live Right Ricky Sanchez podcast. Mike Scott is a fucking saint, and I'm pumped to meet him again. Does he know you're meeting him? Yeah, he knows he's going to the podcast, Greg. The people of he's a guest on the live podcast. But I'm staring at my signed I'm Mike Scott basketball that is sitting in my room. Does he know that you're going to meet him? If Mike Scott knew who Jordy Cannell was, I'd be over the moon. You see Mike Scott now. I'm going to give him a hug. If I get the opportunity to give Mike Scott a hug, I'm going to say, fuck those assholes in the parking lot. You do you, man. Scott, 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 Scott. Um, Mike Scott, hi, baby. You know, Jordy... You know, Jordy, say that Philly's team is doing much better than last year's Philly's team. It's a bit of an understatement if you think about it. Because oh, it is. Yeah, this September's this po- been way less of a depression. It's been way less suicidal G-man thinking he's going to lose his bet. I've already lost it. I've come to terms with it. It's possibly the first above 500 season since 2011 provided the Phillies don't completely screw the pooch in the last week and a half of the season. Um, there's a lot of positives to, be, to have come out of this. It's just the, the pitching has been the real the real letdown. It has not been offensively, I would say. Mind those at home. What was the bet that you uh, made? It was uh, 90 wins, which it, I'm, a, I'm officially out of with them having lost 71 to your Reds. The Red Sox sealed it, Greg. Congratulations. You put, my, you put me out of my misery. You know, it's whatever, the little things that we can, can do. do. Help, you're always you're always thinking of me. You Greg. know if <laughs> you know if if the Red Sox can't can't win it for themselves, I'm glad they did it so that you would not win suffer. money. <clears throat> but you're now, right. <laughs> Better year than 2018. And that's all that needs to be said. No. We'll always have the Vince Velasquez left field night. And the Bryce Harper always walk off. So lobby. Anyway. Anyway, oh, let's, boy. let's stop the Phillies talk. Uh, we can you know, discuss it, yeah. any sort of depression I have next week when they're probably eliminated, but I still have hope. Knock on wood. Let's go over. I really go over six. Who went over six? Did I really go 0 for 6? You did go 0 for 6 on picks. Yeah, it was not a good week for you. Matty D and I both went 4 and 2. Um, yeah, you... you uh, Thanks. Well, you... Rever- Again... You did, the re- you did the reverse psychology to the Patriots. You put Miami plus 18, and the Patriots go out and put out an all-time dominant performance against the Dolphins. So, I mean, it's a, that's a true fan. That's a true fan betting against the grain so that your team can say... In true Patriot way, oh man, our own fans are betting against us. Greg is betting against us. Belichick knew. 
it's a win-win. It's a win-win on my end because yeah. either way they win. Yeah. Anyway, let's and talk quite some... frankly, again, I don't think I don't I don't I don't think I fully understand how this whole gambling things works as I'm again very new to it. Yeah, you know, it happens. But anyway, Greg, I got a. It's not necessarily a stadium snack, but it what it is a sandwich that's sold at. I don't think it's ever been sold at Citizens Bank Park, but it's has been sold in Philadelphia for a while. And KFC is getting in on this game of a chicken sandwich that has glazed donuts as the buns. Have you seen this ad? Want to say I vaguely know what you're talking about? Yeah, it's it's now it's I so I literally saw it like ten minutes before we went on air. Uh, but Federal Donuts has been doing it in Philadelphia for years. Uh, now KFC's jumping on it. Um, I've not had the the sandwich purely because. I drink enough beer for my heart to already say fuck you if I ever try to put that anywhere near my mouth. Um, but, you know, it, it could be a uh, man versus food type of thing, Greg. Jordy, sounds unhealthy, but also sounds I could glorious. listen to you talk about food. Yeah, I mean, what type of, are we talking like Dunkin' Donuts glazed donuts? Are we talking Krispy Kreme glazed donuts? I don't know. I did not read who's uh, co-sponsoring the donuts because I don't know if I'd trust KFC to be making donuts in-house. They got to be importing them from somewhere. Yeah, or are they using because uh, they're chicken and waffles, right? They have a chicken and waffles. Do they? I don't know. I haven't been to a KFC in oh. a really long time. The only fast food I've done is like shit that's on the Pennsylvania Turnpike, and that's like Burger King. Oh, the, I don't know if you've seen the commercials, Jordy. They have that fake meat now. <laughs> yeah, you're right. They have the Impossible Whopper. Yeah. For our vegan sure. friends out there. And here. Anyway, what's your picture? Yeah, we have, uh, Jordy, I don't know if you saw this, but there was, in all time, this is why we love sports moment at Fenway Park. Oh, thank God. And the what did you say? No, I said thank God because if it wasn't, if you didn't pick this, I was going to be so disappointed in you. But please, tell the fans the tale. I'm not even going to say the last name. The tale of this family. Oh, there's a guy who came in towards the tail end of of uh, Ted Williams' career, a famous Red Sox player now but he came in at the end of Williams career and they butted heads because this guy was the new up and comer who was going to take over as a superstar of the team and Teddy Ballgame did not want to give up said title this is of course Carl Yastrzemski and baseball hall of famer 23 years with the Red Sox this was back in the day when people stayed on the same team that they were drafted by or and all that jazz or it wasn't even a draft they just signed right out of wherever Anyway, legend, absolute legend, had, had, uh, had, what's it called, named after him, songs, they had songs written about him. His grandson, now on the, uh, now, rookie year with the San Francisco Giants, the Giants are in Boston currently playing at Fenway, uh, so yesterday, Carly Stremski, being the stand-up guy that he did, decided not to go to the game because he said he wanted his grandson to experience Fenway Park for his own. 
without being overshadowed by him for the first game. So what did he do? He watched at home while his grandson hit a home run in his first ever game at Fenway Park where his grandfather made probably a living for the entire family to survive off of. Again, not knowing what Carl Yastrzemski's sons or daughters did for work. Anyway, so tonight they have a whole thing. Carl Yastrzemski comes out. Let's go wild crazy. Carl's going to throw out the first pitch. Guess who he throws that pitch to, Jordy? I bet you won't guess this. You know, something tells me it might have been his grandson. Am I right? It was his mother effing grandson who was on the opposing team. Oh my God, could you have been wrong? More wrong. This guy, I mean, talk about tears. Like, they normally the throw the first pitch, it's the home team that catches it. No, the road, the Red Sox are so classy. They said, Carl, we're going to have you throw to your grandson who's on the opposing team. Can you believe that? I guess I can. You know, Crazier the Red Sox things have happened. The Red Sox, Red Sox have been what they've been for the last X amount of game this season. Blah blah blah. JD's now out. You know, Mookie's been hurt the last three games. Blah 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 blah. The Boston media is talking about the Red Sox because of Carly Strumpsy's grandson, Mike, and Mike happens to be Carl's middle name, so a little homage to him in, in many ways but they were walking around near the monster when when the giants first got in the other day um you know carl giving mike some we can only assume some uh tidbits and and um i don't want to say guidelines but little ins and outs of of the right way to play fenway maybe told him to play it like manny does and play super short who knows but uh conversation between grandson and grandson Grandson and grandfather, Jordy, unreal moment, has to be the only British creature. And I did such a good job of telling a story like you that I can safely say we don't even need you to say anything. You want me to, you want me to try to top that? You can't because... No, you can't. I, my, I can't top it, Greg, so, with a baseball story. So mine's going to be from a different sport, my bleacher creature. I don't know if you saw this, Craig, but this past weekend was the Solheim Cup. Are you familiar with that event? Mm. It's the female you know, Jordy, version of the I Ryder Cup, US about... versus Europe, but the, but the lady golfers. Uh, so this was this past weekend. It was out in Scotland, and in I believe it was on Friday, but it was it during the uh, during the partners portion of it, so it wasn't Sunday. Lexi Thompson is teeing off of of the. 14th hole and as soon as she hits a ball the scottish fan yells out all right to which lexi without missing a beat goes jesus it wasn't that bad and you just you see on the the broadcast you see the the shot track and you see it landed out in the rough so lexi was right you know it wasn't it wasn't that bad but it's a funny moment i didn't catch it live i saw the highlight of it but it was, it was pretty hilarious obviously cannot live up to the Ostremski family saga because nothing is i don't think it's going to be able to beat that this year um but that was a story i did want to tell for the pod uh it, a funny moment and and 
when I inevitably shank my first drive or whatever it may be, when, if and when we are on the same team and if and when we end up playing in the same group, uh, when I do the same on my first drive, I expect nothing less from you. Greg, I don't chirp you. You're my teammate. You're my boy. We chirp Matt. Well, you never know. I, I may not be on your team this year. I haven't, I haven't gotten my team assignment yet from the captains, so... Greg, I still am we're not officially waiting a on pins tournament. and needles. We're not officially a keeper tournament, but you you're my boy. You're my assistant captain. You're you're on the team. Don't worry. I'm, Get your red shirt ready. I'm I'm waiting on pins and needles to see what team I'm on because <laughs> the team I've been on enough. the last two years. You don't want to be a keeper. You're denying what? keeper status. I'm not denying anything. I'm just I have not I got an email today that said teams have yet to be determined, so I'm waiting. Patiently waiting for my team so to for me to be selected on a team, and Greg, quite frankly, the team the, the team Burn that I've been on the last few years. You have, Greg, and get the red shirt ready. We got a title to the team that I've been team that I've been on the last years is one. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, both times the red team. You and I are undefeated. Not, as you're not wrong. I was. All... People forget that. That's true. I I have not. People. When I'm sitting people in the cart forget. with you. I... You haven't lost. People do people, and I personally have not lost a single match. That's knock true. on you wood. Are, but uh, you're the master of the Thunder Cup. Are you excited that we're finally doing a, a celebration dinner instead of uh, haphazardly throwing something together? Or two years ago, we didn't do anything at all. Yes. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Have you have you contacted have you contacted the place, the bar that we're gonna go to, the restaurant? Have you officially got us tables and all that? No, I'm like still a, waiting for the headcount. A, a lot of people haven't replied to the email yet, uh, including you. You haven't replied to the email either. So uh, get on that. Part. Oh, I figured I was gonna. I figured I was gonna talk to you tonight, but yeah, maybe I will reply to the email. Maybe <laughs> I won't give you my response. Hey, you know, uh, some people replied to it and didn't even answer the questions. So, I mean, you're Ooh. at least better than that. What they reply to with? Here's what I. Th- here's 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 what I think the rules are. What goobers. Was it, or was it Jared trying to say, hey, Jordy, I don't appreciate the chirp, man? It wasn't a chirp. It was a compliment. Ugh. Jared had a birdie on Matt's bachelor party that we won't hear the end of. That's all I meant by that. But it was Jared. I uh, I CC'd him on to one of my friends, my buddy Nate, who's coming in from out of town and went to Lehigh with us. Because Nate goes, you know, I'm, I'm all good with all this, but I'm really bummed I can't be a dick. So I, see, I replied and CC'd Matt and Jared saying, you can be dicks to them. And Jared was like, oh, I don't appreciate that. You know, I don't want that in my life. Mm-hmm. Matt can have it. I don't want your life. I don't want your life. Oh, man. What a movie. Varsity Blues. What a movie. is. So. Have you seen He's on Dancing with the Stars now? James you know, Vanderbeek? Oh, I do not watch. Uh, I don't either. That's one of the only reality TV shows Emily hasn't dragged me into. She's told me he's very good on it, though. Does certain girl literally only watch basketball and then just fills up her time with, with, uh, what are they called? Those what are they called? In the the four primary networks, major or major networks. No, she watches Whatever a lot it is. of. Uh, she just fill, she watches she, a lot of murder shows, as she puts them, like mystery, like murder crime shows. A lot of those. So that doesn't it doesn't matter what network that's on. Emily's Emily's tuned in. She just watched Intervention Philadelphia. She was very excited to watch that. 
Yeah, so I guess I'm right. All she does is watch basketball, and then whenever, yeah, whenever basketball comes back, she'll be back on. Well, she did order ESPN Plus just for the month of September to watch the Celtics play in the in the World Cup of basketball, which uh, good job not needing. I don't know if we call it the Celtics because I'm not sure if we call it the Celtics because. Jason Tatum got hurt, and the team sucked after that. So yeah, but Kemba, Kemba was right there. Kemba and Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell, who may not he may not be digested by Boban yet. You see him get eaten up. Yeah, I think no, you I did not. Lost I think, Donovan I think, Mitchell. Uh, R.I.P. I.P. Boban. Ate you him. guys are a team. John Wick three star Boban Boban Marjanovic. Eight Donovan the Mitchell. 76s. He's not even a sixer I think anymore. The 76ers are he's, a team. He went and started in John Wick 3, no, and now he's on it. the fucking Clippers. I think the Clippers. No, we got him from the, the Clippers. 70- the Suns? Oh, boy. Boban. I'm Googling this. I think the 76ers, I think the 76ers are a team full of bigs in a league full of smalls. So. Uh, Jason Richardson is, is not a big. I'll say that. Oh, he's on the Mavericks now. Boban is. Um, oh, so your point guard's not 6'8", and... You don't he's, have Al Harford, who's a 5-6. Point guard from LSU or Melbourne, Australia, depending on what night it is. And exactly. What guy feels like talking exactly. About. Tobias Harris isn't fucking 6'8". Exactly. He's like 6'5". Point proven. Oh, does Tobias Harris start for your team? No. Yes, he does. What the? Come on. What are you smoking? Oh, he's 6'9". Oh, never mind. Six, star- so we're both wrong. Tobias Harris does start, so you're wrong, but he's 6'9". But he shoots the lights out. Great shooter. What position does he? What position does he start? Uh, he's probably gonna play the three. It's probably gonna be Simmons at the he's one. He's your starting three. Jason Richards at the two. Tobias Harris at the three. Horford at the four, and Embiid at the five. If those are your two and threes, your your team is screwed. I don't think we're gonna get played. I don't think so. I'll gladly do. Talk about how JJ Redick. You're talking about J.J. Redick going from one young team to a different young team? What, on the, the Pelicans? Pelicans are going to be fun. Barry Bonds, is Barry Bonds a coach for the Giants? Yeah, he's their, he's their hitting coach. Just, Man, we've really gone off the rails, Greg. I lo- he looks, love, uh, love us keeping it loose here in, in September. Got to keep loose for the playoffs. I'm glad looks, we got us taking one out with that. He looks, he, he looks yoked. Like steroid yoked, or like he's actually been lifting weights and his head's not the size of a beach ball yoked. No, they're all just wearing jackets, so maybe it's that. But is it cold in Boston? He looks jacked. It's finally like in the sixties. Honestly, at night, but it. Oh Jesus! Why even ask the question if you're just going to cut me off? Like what? I'm just confused as to what. In what world do you think that that's like? I apologize. I, I'm sorry for, for being it. rude. Greg, I have to work on that. <laughs> I recognize it. I hear your complaint, oh, and I Christ. will work on it. Yeah, I have a question for you. What's 5 plus 5? You know, Ten. so instead of, instead of you, you give me the answer, I'm just going to fucking keep talking <laughs> until you can't give me the answer anymore, and you're just going to have to sit there and accept it. Oh man! If anything else, I think people. If anything else, I think people see the ADD in which man. I have lived my entire amazing life undiagnosed with. Your my your life is amazing. You are the amazing prophet, Greg. Greg P. 
Piatelli. I almost said it. the amazing. I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I can give myself. I don't know if we can say that anymore. I'm, I'm severely over. Why? Because you went zero for six in our fucking weird ass picks. I lost to Jared in the NHL playoff picks. What a joke that is. Yeah, you lost by what one series into me. Jared and I tied. I have no idea. Yeah, I have I no idea. You, Jared, you're the one who keeps track. You're the one who told me. A, and I was the only one. I was the only one. You're the one who told me I lost. So. I'm the only one that had any finals teams. You're the one who told me a lot. Not, so actually, Jared's did too. You I both just, had the Penguins. I think you had Vegas, and he had San Jose. No, he had somebody. Like he had somebody got knocked yeah. out in Calgary or something. Because um, the only team that we picked to make the finals, or that one of us picked to make the finals, was Boston. That was me. Everyone else, because I had Boston versus Calgary. I think Jared had Pittsburgh, Calgary, and you had Pittsburgh, Vegas. I think I don't remember. definitely not Pittsburgh. I definitely did not have Pittsburgh. No, no, you because nope. you wanted the Fleury Murray. You wanted the uh, the revenge game or the revenge series for Mark Andre Fleury. I definitely, I, I definitely did have Vegas. Yeah, you would, you wanted. Fleury. I remember maybe you I like said, made a big I deal said, out of wanting Fleury Murray. I mean, who didn't? But I think, oh, whatever. The point is. You kept track, and you told me that I did not that I was yeah, less we, than Yeah, we had a rough so. first round. That was the that was the real uh, the real shit kicker. Everyone oh Jared, man, I just Jared picked to... Carolina over the Bruins, though. <laughs> At least you didn't have those crazy picks. Okay. He picked yeah, against right. the Bruins in all so, four rounds, and it Jordan, finally the... paid off in the finals. I do remember that. Because <laughs> he's he. I don't think he'd ever admit Seriously. it. He hates Boston, though. Our one friend was Why? on the bachelor party in Matt's, and he was wearing a Bruins shirt. And because we were in Western Maryland, which is like an hour from Pittsburgh, he's like, I don't know if you can wear that shirt around here. And I'm like, Jared, I don't think anybody in Deep Creek Lake, Maryland, gives any sort of shit about the Boston Bruins. He's like, well, they love Pittsburgh sports. I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll concede that, but I don't think they care about hockey here. This is uh, not that kind of town. Why would they hate Boston in Maryland? I don't know. Jared, Jared seemed to know, though. He uh, he seemed to have the inside track on the idea. I don't know if it's the whole Patriots-Steelers thing, so it's you know that, that sort of thing, and they just take it out on the Bruins and the Penguins. I, I don't know. Because the Pirates, I don't think I've ever really contended with the Red Sox, except for maybe like one of the early World Series is. And... Yeah, and they you don't have a basketball that... team, so you don't even have that. You you would think that well, I don't know anyway they hate us because they, they play Jordy. did they play in the first World Series actually the Pirates and the Red Sox they might no they hate us because they hate us that's all I know that's uh I've heard that many everyone times everyone's just jealous is what it is I mean you know Jordy it's over under as I've said over under blessed. of titles between or in the next thirty years of your life the first thirty years Greg you've had Quite the really the last twenty, you've had quite the run. In the next twenty, do you think you even get to half of what you've gotten, or even a quarter? Like, what would be the odds on a quarter? This year count. What if the Patriots win this year? Whenever the Tom Brady dynasty ends, within that period of time, so you know, two thousand one. So. Whenever he decides to stop. So whenever the Brady era ends, so we're talking. 
Yeah, we're talking like eight years from now. Drinking out of the fountain Um, of youth. I mean, Jesus. And if you just stop eating tomatoes and get on his get on his lifestyle. Yeah, I might need to stop eating tomatoes. Whenever I have salsa, I get the worst heartburn. This is now really getting all, really off the off the fucking rails. All right, never mind on the over under. Yeah. All right, anything else in the MLB that, that we need to talk that, about? That was that was that was frightening. That was TMI frightening. That was that was pretty bad. But you know, the people need to know. They need to. You know. should probably you, you should you should probably see something about that. Yeah, I just take tums. Uh, anything else in Major League Baseball that we need to talk about? Yeah, I don't know. Um, Jordy, I got nothing. I got, uh, I know what I have. Gun to your head. Who makes the playoffs in the National League? Oh, can we talk about Cal, uh, Biggio's son getting a cycle and only father son duo to, to, the only father son duo to ever have have a cycle? I thought they were the second. I thought they weren't, they weren't the first. Who was the first? I don't know. I thought I saw that. I'm going to look this up. Um, but yeah, how Love fucking it. nuts is that, man? Calvin Biggio? Calvin Biggio. In Toronto? The the American League East is young and going to be good. I mean, they're unreal yeah, now. Yeah. Best division in baseball now. It's going to be even better moving forward. Yeah, the yeah the Blue Jays. The Blue Jays probably need to get a little more pitching, but their, their lineup looks awesome. Oh, they are the second father-son duo. I just looked this up. Behind Daryl and Gary Ward. They were the first father-son to do it. So I'll give you a hundred bucks if you actually I'll give you a hundred bucks if you actually know who that guy was. I have no idea who fucking Daryl and Gary Ward are, but they're apparently they were the first father-son to do it. You really are bad at this whole gambling thing, huh? Love your honesty, though. You know, most people would have said, "Yeah, I know what they are. Just take the money and run." But not you, honest Jordy. You know that's why we're friends. That's why we're friends, Greg. I think that's going to do it, though. We've uh. No, my head, sorry, gun to my head. What was the question? Who? Oh, yeah, that's right. Wow, ADD podcast. But uh, who makes the playoffs in the National League? Uh. Jeez, Louise. Braves and Dodgers, guaranteed it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, they're already in. I'm so going Braves, Dodgers. Yeah, um, Braves, Dodgers, holy bleep street. Uh, I really want to say Cubs. Yeah, I think the Cubs are in. I want to say Cubs because I like the Cubs. Um, fuck. I guess Nationals. I really want to say I really want to say Phillies. But I don't see it. It's a tall order. Brewers, Brewers, and I they did win today. Cardinals, the Cardinals were. All right, you know what? I'm going. I'm going Nationals, Cubs. Those are the four, and then Cardinals. Those are the five. Yeah, that's a that's a pretty good pick. Um, I mean, it's hard not to go against the chalk. Um, I think the Nationals get it just from their sweet home schedule to close it out. Uh, I think the Cubs win the division. They flip-flop with St. Louis. I think they have a big weekend. Um, and I think the St. Louis still gets in there. I think Milwaukee's tires don't get them across the uh, across the finish line. So I'm going to go, yeah, Cubs win it. Nationals hosting St. Louis in the wild card game. 
think St. Louis really has a rough finish to their season having to play the Cubs in Wrigley this weekend and then in that last weekend of the series or the season. Love it, Jordy. Um, same exact thing that I picked. So if Did you, you say said Cubs it, the division? it must. I thought you just said they made it. Um, when the division make it, it's all the same. All right, all right. Yeah, I mean, just want to clarify. Any games are great minds think alike. Games I'll say joke. that. Um, you and I will be together to see how all this unfolds next weekend. Thunder Cup three. Excited for it. And do we do Thunder Cup three? Do we? Do we dare? Uh, yeah, and well, we can take the conversation offline. Yeah. yeah all right. Yeah, what's we'll next? Anyway, that's going to do it for us. Greg, thank you as always, my man. Happy you had an awesome bachelor party weekend. I'm bummed I missed it. Jordy, honestly, it was uh, not the same without you, but fully understand, you know, everyone, you're just a popular guy, and everyone decided to, to make things difficult on you and choose the same weekend for everything. So, and the good news, you get to play fall- Matt's brother and, and uh, take your anger out at, at him in the Thunder Cup. Uh, now, he he was pretty good, if I remember right. He just played like shit when I got in front of his face. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's pretty good. He's like a, uh, I can pull up what his handicap is. He's like a 15. Uh, yeah, 14-7. So I think, I forget if you were giving him strokes or what the I, deal was with that. Yeah, he, re- I mean, two years ago, he smoked uh, Jake. He, when he's on, he's on. He can, he hit a, a fucking seven iron 210 yards last weekend. Brooks Kipka. Yeah. An iron, 200 yards. Yeah, man. This guy, he can slug it. His short game's okay, but he really can fucking slug the ball. Is there wind? Holy shit. Uh, it was raining, actually. So that, that uh impeded the ball's distance a little bit more. I think I hit a three iron, 200 yards. Yeah, I hit a hybrid that far. Um, but <laughs> let's wrap this thing up. I have a hybrid. Up. Thank you as always, my brother. Everybody go like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. The bullpen card on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Podcoin, wherever you get your podcasts. Give us a five-star review. Subscribe. Greg and I will give you a shout-out on one of these podcasts we're doing. I know baseball season is wrapping up. Hockey season's coming back soon, though, so uh, leave a nice little review. Maddie D and I also are doing the fun V tailgate, so make sure if you are a football fan to go check that out. It's going to be coming out on Friday morning. As we're getting our guest picker finally on, we recorded it actually last night, Greg, and uh, we've had a little snafu getting our guest picker onto the show. So we uh, Your guest picker, uh, I can say it now. It's our friend Joe Martinez because uh, I did get Matt's live reaction to Joe Mart coming on. But uh, I'm excited to, to get to get it. Last week, obviously, it didn't work out with you coming on live. We had to get your picks and read them off. So I'm excited to actually have the full uh, the full experience of the guest picker that we originally originally had uh, in mind when we decided to do this at the beginning of the year. Did I blow my load? Am I no longer ever allowed back on as a guest picker? No, you're no, you're going to have a redemption week. We're going to have Greg redemption for Greg. Greg, I need it was just ugh. Again though, you I mean you no reverse words. psychology the Patriots into a huge win. You need to talk to Matt because he fucking picks he picks the Eagles to cover every spread and then they didn't against the Redskins and then they lost the fucking Falcons. So we need to talk to him about the reverse psychology picks that you that you do 
It's the it's the win win, like you said. We just need to do it. But if you want to know more about that, oh, go listen to those podcasts. Am I getting bashed? Am I getting bashed in the in the podcast coming out in a couple of days? We haven't recorded the picks yet. I'm just going to talk about how you're 0 six. I can't control what Matt says though. Thanks. I'll make a reference to to my cousin and just really get him rattled that way. Um, that that seems to work whenever uh, you want to distract him. What a guy! Always looking out for me. Yeah, you know, you're my partner, brother. Thunder Cup three coming up. Anyway, have a great weekend, everybody. Go Phillies. As always. Go Red Sox. And go Birds. I don't want to say go Sox. I don't even want to say go Red Sox. I don't even want it.